Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. It's Russell, Coleman, and Jesse. <laughs> back, back for show number 32. Um, and I, Actually, I, technically, we have to call this show number 20. Yeah, I'm not, counting the ones that... Nine. Uh, this is 29 because I screwed up and called show... Fr- Friday was... Um, Friday I called it 30 and it was really 29 and then Saturday I called it 31 so we there is no 29 unless we assign this to 29. I well, I mean we had we had a, a um, <laughs> what's were a super group with us last last Saturday and okay, Sunday, there's, or, or Friday, there's an easy so. fix to this hotels and buildings will have 13 floors and now new rule says podcasts don't have episode 29. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're bad luck. The 29th show. It is I don't know. We'll say it's 29. I'm going to have to upload the file as 29 on the um, transistor so when it distributes, it's in order. Because 30 went out as 29 and 31 went out as 30 on the... It's weird. You got to play with the transistor to see what I'm talking about. But anyway, it, it is always fun to have all of the different people that have been on the show together in one room and just kind of this circulating... Uh, yeah, we did that kind of Friday and Saturday. And we had we had we had Jacks on, somebody we hadn't had on before. Yeah, we had uh, Nishi, Jacks and Heather were on. You were on. And Sh- Shada to Robbie. Shada was on with with you and Jesse, myself, and who else was Nathan. on? That? Nathan Tim Plants also popped in there for a that, bit. Th- those shows were cool. Also, Nishi uh, Whitley, author of Chronic Relief, and then she's the um, her nonprofit is the. She's a umbrella. Board, she's a board member for a Foundation for an Informed Texas. Yeah, no, it was it was such a good group. There was so many great vendors there. I I really enjoyed getting to to see all of the new samples from Hempwood, um, all of the different types of of cabinetry and hardwood flooring that they had there. And you know, progressively, we have been seeing this growing narrative around grain and fiber. There was a lot of talk about that, some really exciting projects going on around different animal feed, different animal feed studies, and, you know, still um, is, is a point of advocacy. Um, I know uh, Jesse and I were in the Senate yesterday to, to listen to the Senate bill uh, hearing on uh, HB 3948 that was authored by Tracy King there in the House, and you know, it was kind of a mixed crowd of, of people. Um, you know, some of the things that, that Senator Perry added into that bill, um, you know, I think there's a, a real strong concern for, for public safety, public health. Um, and he, he didn't mince words about what, what the intent of, of the bill that was, that was signed in 2019 was. And, and it was not for these different intoxicating things. And I, I mean, Jesse, you tell me, like his, his opening line, you know, if, if you're up here to, to defend these things, um, you know, you, you better have some pretty good information to, to it was change an, our mind. He, he was like, the oil is an ancillary item to what their intent was, which was industrial use. And he pulls out 
products from Hempwood. I saw the box today. I went to Perry's office. It was actually from... <laughs> that sounds like something else, but um, <laughs> we'll let you live uh, the way you want to live, Russell. <laughs> I know you're super. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I but just... um, yeah, they had uh, hemp, the products from Hempwood there. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's like, it's insulation and it's these fibers. It's laying and flooring. The oil was an ancillary item to them. And now they're like, we're going to rectify this item in the market that is getting phone calls and making people with power angry. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it has been you know, certainly a growing trend around the United States, both in, in legal and, and non-legal states that, that have either recreational or marijuana programs. Uh, like Colorado. Colorado this last week actually banned Delta 8. And yeah. so, so there's been you know different pushback um, from different markets. I know you know a lot of the word there in Colorado is that a lot of the dispensaries had issues because they're a regulated market. You have to sell those products in the dispensary, and um, they they are not able to sell in gas stations, convenience stores like a lot of these Delta Eight products were. Um, they did not like free market capitalism as a quick and easy way to put it because they had to compete with other people cutting into their market. Yeah, and you know, there's there's different feelings about that. Then you have other states like Florida that has a a requirement that you be vertically integrated. There's only a, a full, you know, small handful of, of multi-state operators, yeah. these MSOs operating there in the state, and and because it seems like there's kind of a a monopoly of sorts on on distribution they were able to to make an inroad there but they also you know have kind they of charged been, a fortune for those licenses they, and that's why they did the ms that mso model i guess and so. see i i have issues with the that state myself had a reason to, to, because to we, we, we talk about coleman and i talk about lab testing all the time and getting third-party testing well if it's all vertically integrated and they're doing it on their own they could fudge the numbers on their own product and they go well it's fine and the state said it's okay it's like, well, let's get a third party to evaluate. Yeah. I, you know, the, for me, coming out of the testing space, one of the, the fundamental issues that I've seen with a, a vast majority of the Delta 8 products that, that we test is that there's quite a bit of Delta 9 in them. And, you know, I support people consuming products that they find benefit from. But you have to be in a state or you have to have a framework that that works in. And until the state of Texas decides to to make some reforms on, on broader uh, cannabis legislation allowing for higher levels of Delta 9, it's just it, it is a, a tough spot that the retailers find themselves in. And I, yeah. I continue and we talk about it almost every week. If you're a retailer right now and you are selling these different products, I implore you. Get these products tested in the state of Texas, knowing that if you or one of your customers has one of those products pulled by law enforcement, you're going to have that product tested in the well, state. While you guys were on your way over here earlier, this was probably – actually, y'all might have still been at the Capitol, but this was around 3.30. I got a call today from a retailer from from Corpus, and he called. And he was at the event, the Lucky Leaf Expo, which we were just talking about a little bit ago uh, this weekend. And um, – People are calling us. I've had two calls come in this week that are asking, uh, that wanting, are saying, hey, Russell, what can you guys tell us at the Texas Hemp Show? What's happening with Delta 8? What's going on right now? And and I've kind of explained it a little bit to this retailer, what Jesse uh, has been kind of educating me on it in, in the layman's terms. But um, I've I, basically, I told the guy, you, you want to sell 
what you got. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you can. And I, you know, it's probably think, not going to be sticking around. I, I think this is a good opportunity to just read exactly what's in the bill. So this is section 443.006, tetrahydrocannabinol content. It says, notwithstanding any other law, a person may not manufacture, sell, or purchase a consumable hemp product in this state that has a Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol concentration of more than 0.3% on a dry weight basis. This has been consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. They contain synthetically derived tetrahydrocannabinols, as defined by the department rule, including synthetically derived acids, isomers, or salts of tetrahydrocannabinol, that is in a form and quantity as packaged for consumer use, is reasonably determined by the department to have an intoxicating effect, and remember that that section, um, that exceeds the federal limit for tetrahydrocannabinol, or if additional tetrahydrocannabinol in a concentration greater than 0.3 on a dry weight basis has been applied to the product. So that's that's kind of dealing with a lot of the different D8 sprayed flower um, products that have become increasingly Did popular. I, I think you had the article up when I came to the office. And I read I, all I, of this. I put this section up about that because that was the big stick. And that's the segment that I was reading to the retailer. Exactly what you're reading to us is what I was reading to him from Jesse's article that came out about two o'clock today. Yeah. And, and this was consistently the issue that the different groups had had issue with. Some some people from the retail space, others from the extraction space, um, had a lot of concerns about this. And and you did hear a lot of testimony about people saying that they find a lot of relief from these products, that people are using this for seizures, is helping with sleep, it's helping with pain. Um, but again, I, I think the, the position of Senator Perry, um, Senator Springer, who is the former chair of the house ag committee when this bill was passed and a mm-hmm. big co-sponsor on this bill, that this was not their intent. Um, and until those changes happen now, you know, an area that this of concern to me is a section that says there's in the form and quantity as packaged for consumer use is reasonably determined by the department to have an intoxicating effect. So that is a very broad kind of statement. What is intoxicating to one person is not to, to another person. If you think about alcohol, there's a framework for regulating based upon alcohol content, alcohol uh, volumes, you know, and Duration there's, there's different licenses. It's a very controlled yeah. market mm-hmm. based upon, you know, how quickly you can get intoxicated or, or how those products impact you. Right now, the Department of State Health Services in, in the world of cannabis has no framework, I don't believe, to really determine well, it's, that. It's not, re- and it's never really going to be possible because how each individual is e- affected and affected both by this compound that we find inside hemp is vastly different from person to person. And I got brought up, it, it's when they say intoxicating, if we're doing it for that, it's like, why, why are we, why don't we have a problem with chamomile tea? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think there'll be some more opportunities to talk about all of the, the good benefits because there are so yeah. many good sections of, of 3948 that we would like to see moving forward. But today, we let's do... talk with our guests that are, have called in. They've been patiently, kind of quietly w- hearing our discussion as we here at the Texas Hip Show have been talking about um, uh, some of the bills that have been going on. Uh, but joining us uh, is, is John Long and uh, Wendy Askew of H Empirical True Wellness uh, calling in. From uh, San Antonio, Texas, or, or or south there, near there of San Antonio. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how are you? How are you, uh, got- Doctor? Matthew is uh, is is coming. She'll be here just in just a few minutes. I think she's stuck in traffic, but she'll be here probably in about two or three minutes. But I, I'm here. 
Well, um, well, uh, let, I'll let uh, uh, Coleman introduce you a little bit. You don't have to read the whole thing there, Coleman, but give give our listeners a, a little bit of background there on John Long. Yeah, John, I'm so glad for, for you to be here, and I've really been looking forward to, to this interview. So John is the CEO of Empirical Inc. He's also the CEO for Agronomics of Texas and Investor for Total Happy Cows, LLC, a CBD agriculture company for cattle and horses. He's been a nurse for 28 years, specializing in ER, ICU, rheumatology, gastroenterology, neurology, and dermatology. He's been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years, focusing on rebuilding failing or distressed medical practices. He's a part, he and his partner sold their infusion management company in April 2018 and retired until his wife and him acquired Empirical Inc. in October 2019. Enjoy spending time with his wife, kids, traveling, scuba, driving, four-wheeling. Sounds like a great Texan. Uh, John, please uh, tell us more about your background and and all the things you're doing with Total Happy Cows and, and Empirical Inc. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I've i been into Western medicine most of my career, almost uh, going on, on 29 years now. And uh, my wife and all her, and all her, um, her knowledge base, she has been telling me for years, you know, because she's got rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia. And uh, she's been on probably 10 different drugs uh, throughout her diagnosis. And um, being in Western medicine forever and all these different rheumatologists she was seeing for her disease, she kept telling me that every time we go up to, to Colorado to visit our family and visit our friends, that the cannabis was probably and the CBD was always the best thing that was helping her. And I was like, no, 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 just continue to see the doctors and, and all of our friends that were treating her. You know, that's the best thing for her, the Western medicine, because, of course, I, I owned the infusion management companies at the time. And I just wanted her to continue to get the treatment because that's the best option for her. And I knew better. And, and all of our, our physician friends knew better. And really, she knew better the whole time because the holistic option for her was really the best bet. And I just wasn't listening to her. And when I finally started to do the research and started, I started to meet more of these holistic physicians like, like Dr. Askew uh, and really started to understand the whole aspect of what this, this cannabinoid actually does and how it actually treats individuals without uh, the harmful side effects that a lot of these other uh, drugs do. Um, you know, unfortunately, one of the things, the side effects that my wife had with a lot of these other harmful medications that she was on, you know, she, these 10 different medications she was on, you know, she was losing her hair. She was having problems with, you know, she was sleeping all day because of these side effects. Mm -hmm. uh, she had extreme fatigue, extreme fatigue. You know, I, I come, I'd work all day long. Uh, I'd leave in the morning. She was asleep. I'd get home. You know, the kids were saying that she slept all day long. Uh, she couldn't get out of bed. Um, and then she, her, her memory was, was so bad. She couldn't remember what we talked about from, you know, 30 seconds ago to an hour ago. You know, it was just ridiculous. Um, but <clears throat> whenever she, she smoked cannabis or she smoked CBD or even she, she take the gummies, you know, it was a totally different person. You know, her pain was, was gone. Her inflammation was gone and, and she could actually, she was coherent. So, you know, all these drugs that I thought were doing fantastic for her that I thought were treating her and doing what I thought was great for her actually were just causing more harm than good. Well, John, I should have, I, I should have just listened that I didn't. Well, John, it's Russell. I understand, you know, that May is lupus awareness month and, and a lot of the products uh, that you guys offer, um, I know help with pain. I wasn't aware of some of that backstory with your wife. My, my wife has 
uh, rheumatoid arthritis as well as lupus. And so she takes a lot of different medications. And um, I, I try to, I'm hoping that uh, some of the laws change that may give her some, some uh, different opportunities for medicine. She does try some CBD, but um, I wanted to ask you, how, how often do you or Wendy see clients come to you guys, you know, with these issues of chronic pain and, 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 you know, you guys offered the CBD as an alternative. How, how, you know, how often does that happen? Oh, all the time. Uh, the great thing about that is we, we spend a lot of time working with clients one on one. They'll come to the office. We sit down and work with them on, on their current uh, health regime of what they're currently taking. We sit down and we talk to their physicians. We talk to their nurse practitioners or their PAs on mm -hmm. what they're currently taking to make sure it's not uh, contraindicated in their current health regime. And we try to work with their, their physicians to make sure that their physicians have a good understanding of what the, their cannabinoids actually can do for them. Because there's a lot of, of misunderstanding of what the, the, this drug is. It's not a gateway drug. It's not, it's not the drug that's going to get them high and, and actually not do something for them. So we do a lot of education with uh, as many physicians as we can. So that, that's one of the things that we've uh, set a goal for ourselves within our organization is to educate not only the public, but educate a lot of physicians. Yeah. John, would you almost classify CBD as almost like a regulator? You know, I, one of the things that was so fascinating to me early on in, in my education on, on how hemp actually impacts the body is it, is it regulates anatomide. It re regulates that endogenous cannabinoid that we produce that is most concentrated in colostrum and mother's milk. You know, it helps to, to calm the baby, helps to, to, to strengthen them. Could you kind of speak to, to the other just kind of regulatory elements that the CBD presents for a, a multitude of, of different issues? So Wendy does a fantastic job. I'm gonna let her kind of go into that aspect when she gets here. Uh, she does a fantastic job of presenting that uh, that part. But essentially, what it does is it brings your body back to homeostasis. So the CB1 and CB2 receptors all throughout your body that essentially need it. It's going to draw it into those parts of the body that need it and use it how 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 it needs. Excellent. Thank so you good. so much. We got John with Empirical True Wellness, and and soon to join us, Dr. Wendy Askew. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you on the other side. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th 
where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250-plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. It's Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, Coleman Hemphill with the Texas Hemp Industries Association, Jesse Williams with the Texas Cannabis Collective. Welcome back to the show. Our guest, John Long and uh, Dr. Wendy Askew, uh, joining us from H Empirical. Welcome back to the show, guys. And, John, right before we, we left for the break, you were talking about CB1 receptors, CB2 receptors, how CBD is is a, an excellent way for us to, to regain homeostasis and maintain homeostasis. And you know, this is a, a system that's really innate within all mammals. And so I'm really interested to learn more about Total Happy Cows and the work that you're doing with, with cattle and horses, how you got into that space and, and what y'all are seeing. So Totally Happy Cows is a super exciting project that we're involved with. We met a couple of uh, hemp growers from West Texas at a conference we were attending, Madison and Trevor, and got to talking with them, their families own ranches, and um, kind of just began talking about the medicinal properties. And with respect to the cattle industry, they brought up the fact that the cattle who are on their way to slaughter um, they can be affected by a lot of stress. Obviously, that seems like a ridiculous thing to say, but that it um, significantly affects the quality of the meat and it gets downgraded and it's not as tasty. And um, so it's economically um, a problem for the cattle industry. And of course, I feel like it's a horrible problem from the um, just the, the perspective of a humane treatment of the animals. So we started talking about how great it works in humans for anxiety and to decrease inflammation and the stress response and started doing some research. And so we're going to be doing some studies with them, small to start with, and we're going to be working at one of the upcoming rodeo and stock shows um, to treat some of the animals beforehand with CBD sugar cubes and see if we can um, observe an improvement and a decrease in their stress response 
obviously for the animals' well-being um, at the cattle at the shows and the rodeos. Apparently, the pigs are very bright, very intelligent animals, but they get very stressed and they will fight and they can even kill each other. We're told. I didn't realize that was a problem, but we would love to be able to help calm down anxiety and stress responses in whatever species requires it through a natural, holistic mechanism like CBD and cannabis medicines. That's so exciting. Again, this is Dr. Wendy Askew with Empirical Inc. and Total Happy Cows. Um, that, that's that's incredible. So I, I have an ag background, raised sheep and goats. Um, and, and I know, you know, one of the things that I was most excited about with this, this new hemp cleanup bill is they're looking to, to add an amendment that would deem hemp in Texas as an agricultural commodity. And I know a lot of the, the hopes of people once we get on the other side of the session is to see an emergency order from the governor that would allow this immediately to be brought into our, our food supply and, and be able to provide this to cows, chickens, um, horses, um, because right now, you know, I know there are still issues with the USDA and FDA on really moving forward for human consumption, or excuse me, for animal consumption with, with things even like grain that are generally recognized as safe by the FDA for human consumption, but they're still not allowed for, for feed. So this, the CBD element as a supplement as well, like you're saying, to, to reduce aggression in, in pigs, I know even in, in deer, in, in confinement deer um, deer farms, um, the fighting that goes on there, if you could alleviate some of the aggression and, and reduce the inflammation of those animals, there's really broad um, implications. Um, I know right now um, Texas A&M has a study going on with swine right now on, on grain. There's some work being done or, or work that's been proposed by West Texas A&M for, for cow, cow cap operations. And so, um, you know, please tell us more, you know, where, you know, how y'all plan on conducting those studies and, and what kind of timeline and, and how people can support the, the research that you're doing. Uh, absolutely. I didn't know about all that research. I know A&M is an absolute leader in the field of research and so important. And I'm going to just get on my little soapbox here for a second and just voice how frustrating it is to me as a physician that the FDA has taken this stance against CBD and cannabis medicines um, with respect to their fears or concerns about what it will do to the food supply and the implications to humans when they've allowed the food industry to dump glyphosate and all kinds of ridiculous, well-recognized carcinogens and inflammatory chemicals into the food supply for 50 years without a moment's concern to it. But all of a sudden, cannabis medicine that's been used safely for millennia is, uh, you know, a big red flag to everybody. But, um, but we understand we will render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and let them go about it. Um, but what we're hoping to do is to take, like, uh, do a small um, observational trial. Um, we're not really observational, but some groups of cattle, like a, a few head of cattle, and um, then give some some CBD. And we're looking at the period of time, 24 to 48 hours, right, John? Or is it 72? 72 to 72 hours, uh, up to uh, one week prior to to a slaughter, to identify the the change in in the cattle also identify the change in the, the, the mass that's lost because we're also identifying during that stress a transport that sometimes they can lose up to 15% of their, their mass uh, through defecation, urination, and just a lack of eating uh, because of the stress and also because of lactic acid buildup uh, into the muscles. 
That's great. You know, and, and this is a great opportunity to, to share with our listeners that today there was a, actually a new bill that was filed federally, this being termed that the Hemp Access and Consumer Safety Act. Uh, this would allow hemp-derived CBD and other non-intoxicating hemp ingredients to be lawfully marketed as a dietary supplement and food and beverage additive. Now, this is for, for human consumption, and I know groups like the Hemp Feed Coalition um, have been very involved in, in creating a lot of these same provisions for, for livestock. Now, you know, with this, um, you know, it would require CBD and hemp extracts product manufacturers to comply with all the existing regulatory framework for dietary supplements and food, which we expect as the hemp industry. I think it, it has been a bit of a learning curve for a lot of new farmers that are coming into the space, but we're, we're very excited to, to operate to the highest food safety standards of, of any other agriculture commodity. But we do have to get to a place where we are treated equally and where we do have legal access to all of these things. That's, that's exciting. I've not heard about that bill um, coming up. So hopefully there's going to be a lot of movement. I don't know if um, this is a, a little bit of a, an ex extension, but um, have y'all heard that it looks like uh, HB 1535, which is the medical cannabis bill expansion, is stalled in the Senate. So I know that the groups that I work with that are trying to advocate and educate put out a, a call to Texans everywhere to please call the Lieutenant Governor's office and verbalize your support for HB 1535 on, on I that. Can, um, I can speak to what's been going on with that. I've been at the Capitol the last two days oh, dealing yeah. with both the hemp and House Bill 1535 today. I actually did two separate visits delivering information to senators' offices, and something that was becoming controversial was – when the, the legislature was posting the updates online, it was posting that there were co-sponsors authorized. Well, it turns out that you can't mark that they're co-sponsors authorized on a bill until the bill has actually been referred to the committee. So okay. pretty much the order is supposed to be the bill gets referred to committee, a sponsor or co-sponsor takes it up so it can be heard, and it cannot be heard until you have a sponsor or co-sponsor. Well, offices were thinking that for some reason, they're like, well, we don't understand why our sponsorship got removed. We're a sponsor. And there were reports that people were calling the lieutenant governor's office, and they were being told, well, it can't be referred to committee until it has a sponsor. And we were starting to run into this issue where if you have first-time staffers that don't really know the procedures for this, and I'm learning this myself. This is my second full-on session of going up to the Capitol, and I'm learning a lot on my own that it, it, it's what you said in the end is we're waiting on Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick to actually assign it to committee. And it, it's been flooded so much calling his office that they switched okay. over to voicemail. Um, okay. People were reporting that they were calling. And by the, when they got to the point, it said HB 1535 staffers were hanging up. They already wow. knew what the rest of it was going to be. They already knew what they were calling for. So they went to voicemail. Um, one of his staff offices in the the ground area, say the ground floor, one of the offices is open, says you should go to the other office for a walk-in. When you go over to the other office, the door is locked. <laughs> you have to knock and ask for permission and say who you are to get in. If you call wow. the phone and say the phone number to call is the phone number everybody else is calling, go straight to voicemail. Says you want to create an appointment That's... or be able to walk in. Well, it's so, it's so, 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 so apparently people are having an impact, though. You know, if they're making, yeah. making maneuvers and... 
you know, I think the polling on this, you know, whether Republican, Democrat, I mean, years past at the, the Texas Republican Convention that that is uh, generally a, a bit of an older population uh, yep. have voted over 90 percent in favor of expanding medical. Um, I, I think as a whole, this is this is something that you're going to be hard pressed to find people that are willing to say, you know, if my son, if my daughter was picked up with these things, that they would want them to be subject to Schedule One felonies for these products. And I know that there's been some other efforts around penalty reduction in the state. There was a bill by Senator Johnson that was heard last week that would reduce the penalty. Moody. To, or excuse it, me, Moody. It, it, in, it, in Moody it, it's Representative Moody's bill, I believe Johnson yeah. sponsored it, and it got voted out five to two. Um. I say, wow. and, and speaking of the bipartisan support, Senator Schwertner is the primary sponsor right now for House Bill 1535. And he was a former chair of Health and Human Services. He's a physician. Um, you know, I think that's a, a good sponsor. He's a Republican in, in the House. Perry. Perry has signed on to be a, a co-sponsor. Um, Betancourt, Lucio, who even for a Democrat is rather conservative, and my senator, Donna Campbell, I've visited her office. They said, yep, she has signed up to be a co-sponsor. Um, senator Mendez has signed on to be as well. And, and, Let me and, jump and in. I, I hope we can get there because I, I will say, I believe it's this Thursday. Tomorrow is the last day the bills have to be heard in committee. Or I guess it's already been voted out of committee. It's, it's, so it's already moving. And, and have they have they scheduled it for a calendar date? Which bill? Um, the penalty reduction. The penalty reduction needs. Let's see. We need to go to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to. I, I, I just want to. I'm getting the cane. No, I just want to. <laughs> you know, we're talking about a lot of things going on with the house and the capitol. I just want to remind you know uh, our guests are, are, are Wendy and, and John with H Empirical True Wellness. Their website is uh, EmpiricalSA.com, and uh, I think we are going to take another quick break but i promise we're going to talk about your products and services here today it's just we're 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 really been um, got our heads wrapped around legislature guys today with everything uh, that's going on so uh john wendy stay uh, bear with us we're going to take a another quick real commercial break real quick here and then we'll be right back on the other side it's uh, more of the texas hemp show we'll be right back after this guys top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and 
and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. This is Coleman Hemphill with the Texas Hemp Industries Association. This week we are joined by John Long and Dr. Wendy Askew from Hempirical Inc. and Totally Happy Cows. Um, Dr. Wendy Askew is a bird certified obstetrician and gynecologist, is in private practice in San Antonio, Texas. She's also been a board certified in functional and regenerative medicine. Dr. Askew is the chief medical officer for empirical agronomics of Texas and totally hemp cows. Um, Dr. Askew, you have a, a really extensive background in, in education, have been featured in O Magazine, Cosmopolitan, uh, Shape Magazine, and have a real focus in health. And I, I so appreciate people who have you know 20 years plus experience in the medical field coming into this cannabis space, into the, the CBD wellness area of this, not only looking to, to the needs of humans, but also to animals. So um, please tell us more about the, the products that y'all currently sell. Um, we'd love to, to hear some more expansion on, on the different plans that, that y'all have for, for cattle and horses. Um, Thank you. No, it's, you know, this is what you, goes along with getting older, I guess, right? You have more experience, you you learn more as long as you're a lifelong learner and, and always open to new things because obviously we didn't learn about uh, cannabis medicine in medical school. In this country, it's not really taught hardly at all. So it's independent learning. And once you become aware of the profound benefits for people like me, you just want to share it with everybody. So it, it's exciting and I love taking every opportunity to share it. But Empirical's products are absolutely first rate. They are medical grade, the highest quality, the concentrations of CBD and our products are higher than the majority of competitors that I've looked at. There's a lot better consistency in the batches. 
and uh, they taste great too. So that's a, a minor point, but um, not not all products are um, as palatable, and for some patients, that makes a difference. So we have got full spectrum lines, which I am the most passionate about, in our tinctures and our gummies and in our um, transdermal creams, um, and then we've got isolates that are um, available for patients who you know prefer an isolate. I I appreciate isolates. I just I uh, feel like the entourage effect and full spectrum products just give such profound benefits. We may not exactly understand the mechanism of how the different cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids in the plant all act at the mechanistic level of the cell receptors, but they do, and it's a beneficial effect. So I'm super excited about the products, and I love the opportunity to share them with patients and at our uh, meetings and venues when we go to, to um we do market days and we do um, events. We were just at Lucky Leaf Hemp Festival in Austin last weekend and got to meet a bunch of great people and had a, it was a, it was a good turnout. Still a little bit of COVID lag, but um, good turnout. Yeah, we were there. We didn't get a chance to see you. We were all uh, busy running around working our own booth, but I, I was uh, looking forward to maybe coming over there and saying hi, but I never got a chance to jump over there, Wendy. Um, I, I wanted to point out, um, um, do you guys find, uh, that younger or older generations are educating themselves about the benefits of CBD as this industry grows? I find that both populations are very engaged. Um, of course, there's still a little bit of reluctance on small segments of the older population that I see in my practice. And that was one of the focuses of the Foundation for an Informed Texas when we were doing advocacy pre-COVID was to get out into the rural areas where maybe people don't uh, have as much social media engagement and access to um, better, more current information about cannabis medicine. Um, but honestly, I have patients come to me as a functional medicine doc in a, in a functional medicine practice now. Um, they're very, very knowledgeable and educated. They educate themselves, and they will come in and ask very good questions. So I, I love to see that. Um, what are some of the, the questions you'd say that folks that you run into would commonly ask you about CBD and the full spectrum products? The, the, what I do see is a, some degree of lack of knowledge about the different products and kind of as you were alluding to, it's a little bit of the Wild West. So regulation is certainly welcome within the industry. It needs to be there because people will come in and go, oh, I tried CBD for my um, Parkinson's and it really didn't help much. And they won't really understand or know what their tincture contained in it. And then one of them brought back her vial, and it was a 300-milligram tincture, which is a very, very low dose and concentration. And, um, you know, it's confusing for them um, to understand why one tincture might be different than another or why one gummy may be um, effective and another brand might not be and one might make you feel a little impaired. So you're, you're absolutely right. There needs to be more regulation and then I think a little bit more education for the population about what to look for, a little bit more about dosing, although dosing is very personalized for um, patients. But those are the things that I see. Yeah. Um, Could you kind of speak to, to bioavailability? Because we're talking about 
isolate products. And I know a lot of people that have found benefit from, from isolated products, but I've also heard a lot of studies that you only get about a seven or six to 7% absorption of isolates once it actually goes into the stomach and is broken up by, by stomach acid versus some of these broad spectrum products, um, terpenes. Could you kind of talk to the different factors that impact the bioavailability of different products and any kind of rules of thumb around dosaging? You know, I, I know in the past, you know, for, for different products. And again, like you're saying, every product's different. It was, you know, your body weight divided by 80, divided by two, you know, splitting that up between morning and evening. Could you kind of give Price a day yep. mm-hmm. any kind of broad Absolutely. recommendations for use? Yep. In general, and the bioavailability is interesting. And when you look at those studies, especially on the um, isolate products, because those are typically the studies, most of the studies that we have to look at are done on cannabinoid-based medicines, right, like Epidiolex or Marinol or Sativex, um, which are isolates. And so the the absorption really is lower um, with those products. And um, what we do know is that it it does get absorbed better if taken with a fatty meal. So I try to encourage people to take it with um, some food, ideally. I don't encourage everybody to eat a super fatty meal, but good fats are wonderful. And that will improve your um, absorption, at least in some studies I've seen as much as 40% if you take your CBD with a fatty meal. So that's beneficial. And that would also, just like you're saying, account for some of the variance in people's response to the medicine that they're taking. So um, it's it's just so much for us to still learn and and um, and to be able to understand better how cannabinoids work in our bodies. Our guests are John Long and Dr. Wendy Askew of H Empirical True Wellness, uh, a one-stop shop for your entire CBD requirements, as the website says. The website is uh, hempirical.com, right, Wendy? That's correct, hempiricalsa.com. Hempiricalsa.com. Um, you, I wanted to just remind the listeners, if you've got your hands on a copy of the Texas Hemp Reporter, check out page 43. You can see uh, the ad for H Empirical True Wellness, as well as agronomics and some of the things that John does uh, with regards to agronomics on that side of the business um, as well. Uh, so I wanted to mention that uh, in the May edition this month, you can check out uh, page 43 for more information on our guest as well jesse i was just going to ask what is new for y'all in 2021 so one of the great things about about uh, 2021 you know as a second year of allowing uh, texans to start growing hemp if we have created a new company called agronomics of texas and what we've done is we have partnered with a company called agronomics usa and we have cultivators that that we bring in from uh, our par- our parent company to help new farmers who have never grown hemp help them understand how hemp grows and to cultivate it for the very first time, understand the pH, understand what type of soil has to grow, understand to make sure that they have the right diameter of, the, of that plant, so enough sun to make sure that that plant grows effectively. Uh, understand how one you want that, you know, what are we going to do with the harvest? Uh, do you want to take that just to, to an oil? Do you want to take it to a distillate, to, to an isolate? Or do you want to create a brand? So we actually can do that whole thing for that farmer. So we don't just sell them clones. We can actually take them all the way to a brand if we want to. So we're, we're actually for farmers. 
That's excellent. So, so how can our listeners and readers like reach out to you for both the CBD and the other information related to, to Total Happy Cows? Um, you know, fire off your website. Um, how, how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, it's uh, empiricalsa.com. So it's uh, H-E-M-P-I-R-I-L-A-L-S-A.com. Or my uh, cell phone number is 210-344-2300. And I'm pretty much available 24 hours a day. <laughs> that goes, that's the office number. Pretty much the transfer to my cell phone all pretty much 24-7. So I answer my phone uh, just about all hours of the day. Uh, we have patients, uh, customers call us at uh, all hours of the day. Want to know if we're available to uh, to come to the store and and uh, meet their needs. So we 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 uh, deliver here in San Antonio all 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 days of the week, and then we uh, we uh, mail all of our products all over the country. That's excellent. And then Dr. Askew, so you're obviously a committed educator, um, and you have your vlog, The Whole Truth. Where can people find more education and learn more about the work that you're doing in, in CBD wellness space? Uh, on my website, which has been, oh, I've been a little slow putting up new content, but uh, drwendy.com. Um, and I guess my new practice location is Vital Life Wellness Center, San Antonio, Texas. Um, where we do telemedicine visits for people who are remote. And I am a member of the Compassionate Youth Registry, so I'm a prescriber through DPS. Um, and the Foundation for an Informed Texas, which is a subdivision of Normal, are some of the places where I can be reached. Excellent. And then we can find your vlog at thewholetruth.com. Yep. Excellent. I thought right. I recognized the name from Normal Meetings and Foundation for an Informed yeah. Texas. It's a small community. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you also have a podcast called The Green Room. When can uh, the when can listeners hear your podcast, guys? Yeah. So we actually do a Facebook live show the second Tuesday of every month. Uh, so it's our Facebook live show. So anytime they want to check out, find out more questions or ask what they have, uh, log into our Facebook live show and uh, us uh, live. Awesome. That sounds great. Our guests have been Dr. Wendy Askew and John Log of H Empirical Wellness. Thank you both for tuning in on the show this week. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys. And if somebody loved me like you do me, oh, she do me. Yes, she does. is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. 
Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your editor and publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. I hope you've gotten a chance to pick one up. It's the 19th of uh, May, so I was just hoping that everybody's gotten a chance to actually pick one of those up. Uh, but they look great, and I'm very happy with it. I've, I've appreciated uh, everybody's contribution to this last uh, issue. You're always is you're only as good as your latest edition, Coleman. And we, that's just an evolution of, of getting better at what you're doing. And so uh, this one really looked good, and, and we're real happy with it. Yeah, no, and if you haven't picked one up, remember you can pick these up at all of the HEB and Whole Foods locations in Austin, over 300 retail store locations in town. And, you know, something on this this issue that really struck out to me is, is the amount of banks. You know, really encouraging to see the, the business community, our, our different banks in Texas that are jumping into this. Um, T&B Bank um, was, was one of the, the sponsors. Um, Westtown Bank um, that I know has been very aggressive in the space. Um, it, it's, it, yeah, Herring Bank. You know, um, it, it's encouraging to see that the fundamentals of business, that as people are getting into their CBD business or are 
growing new crops this year or people that are involved in, in grain and fiber or, or CBD for, for cows and, and, and horses <laughs> like we heard today, that they have a place to go that's secure with their money. Um, I, I know that there's been a, a growth in different merchant services, and we have different articles related to, to that um, in this, this latest magazine. Um, but, you know, kind of back to, to the issues at hand, I, I know, you know, earlier, earlier segments kind of talking about the, the legislation, um, and, and Jesse kind of hit on some of the, the roadblocks that, that the expansion of the compassionate use has, has come we, up We against. hit a roadblock the other day. Do you want me to read the roadblock out loud? Well, maybe some of the senators are listening. I don't know. Dear Mr. Dowden, thank you for submitting an application for a Texas Senate media credential. Based on the information you have provided, it is our determination that you are not eligible for a media credential. Darn! Well, you know what? It's you know it's okay. We're just getting our toes in. Uh, this latest magazine was... Um, provided to the entire legislature, House, Senate, yeah, we infiltrated all the committees. We still infiltrated the, well, the, that way. And, well, and, and that's a great opportunity for our listeners to... We want more contributors to the magazine. We are certainly open to unique stories in the space. It's a great opportunity for you to advertise your business um, to, to the halls of power in the state of Texas and to, to all of the licensees um, here in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas... Um, you were really kind of branching out and, and creating the southwestern uh, hemp community through this magazine. It's yeah. been a, a really great educational tool for folks. Yeah, and the show's been a lot of fun. And just, you know, you know what was so cool about the Lucky Leaf thing the other day, guys, is just that we got to hang out with everybody that we... You talk to these people and you get to meet with them uh, 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 in person finally. And, and we, I, hadn't, I hadn't met with a lot of folks that are from Austin Coleman Um you know, like I got to finally hang out and, and had Jax on the uh, on the show the other day. Um, I, I've known her uh, from normal, but not since I've been in this space. If we actually sat down and said, "Hey, you know, you know, you haven't got a chance to meet everyone until uh, that conference," that was what was really cool is, is having one of those events in Austin. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it always loves spending time with Frank Schultz and Noel Garcia from TPS <laughs> yeah, Labs. Yeah, Joe. Uh, you know, they're doing some great work with, with soil, water testing, plant nutrient testing, and, and I always have to give my plug, and I always love um, bragging on, on my folks there at <laughs> Ionization Labs, but there was a great piece in this latest article, um, just a, an interview of Cree Crawford, kind of the story that that really brought them into to creating solutions for the industry, not being, you know, your run-of-the-mill people that are just selling equipment and are just doing testing. It really is a turnkey solution for in-house testing. I think there's a great case to be made for in-house testing from a, a QAQC and control standpoint, and that's certainly a service that Ionization Labs developers of CanID, that in-house solution, can provide. And, again, you can read that in the latest issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Pick it up at your HEB. It's, uh, it's right there close. Yeah, very good stuff. Um, what else is uh, coming up? The Southern Hemp Expo is still something coming down the road. That's our back cover advertiser, Morris. I thought I would plug him real quick there. They, they've got that big event. Are you going to that? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we need to go to that and get, get, get up there to that. They got the good food up there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm excited. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been to, to Raleigh, but it, it will be a, a, a different flair, a little bit more of a southern flair compared to, to NOCO that does have a little bit more of a west coast kind of feel to it. You know, North Carolina is a big hemp-producing state, and, and Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky was actually the, the first hemp state, and a huge growing industry in Florida. 
George is still a little bit behind. <laughs> I had a conversation with a guy there today, but hopefully from an advocacy education standpoint and networking in business, this could be a, a great event. The, the Southern Hemp Expo, this could be September 2nd through the 4th in Raleigh at the Raleigh Convention Center. Um, I used so, to say, you know what's better than South Carolina? North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, kind of as we're getting close to the to the end of the show, um, we do want to continue to encourage people to to reach out to your senator. Um, look who your state senator is. Google who represents me. Type in your your zip code. You can find out who your state representative is. Your state senator is. Um, we really ask you to to support. HB 3948, if you have concerns related to, to different products that, that you've been using, um, you know, voice those concerns. Um, but, but understand at large that's such a good bill. It really expands a lot of things for our universities, does a lot of great things for our farmers and not having to, to do a lot of pre-harvest testing for, for immature plants. Um, there is a lot of cleanup in there. Um, I think there is a path forward. Um, the uh, the expansion of the Compassionate Use Act again that has not been referred to committee that has to be referred and voted out of committee I believe by tomorrow and so if if you're Friday Friday excuse me so it's it's coming up quick get those phone calls in and has then to have uh, has to have to be heard has to be heard on the floor by Wednesday of next week as well yeah so so it's coming down to the wire right now yep. with, with uh, the 87th legislature get on the phone um, support you know all of these different areas and, and we so appreciate your support listening to us every week um, we are encouraged that that there are some great listeners there in the capital now um, get the magazine share the magazine um, and let us know if, if you would like like us to, to bring it to your retail store location we'd love to, to yeah we'd love it to. further absolutely and just um, I'm thinking that because the 87th is finishing Coleman that some of the topics that the cover maybe and this is just an idea but I think we should cover Whatever we get out of this legislature heavily in the following uh, issue in July, we will know where we sit on all these bills by the time the next issue of the Hemp Reporter comes out. So I think, uh, you know, focusing on where our, our laws are and, and where we're at for the next two years, um, that may be, uh, that's an idea I had today just running by uh, some friends on the phone today as, a, as an idea for a, a cover for the July issue. Yeah, and you know, don't don't forget that the, the process never really stops. There there will be different interim charges and different committee hearings that will happen in that year and a half span between mm -hmm. sessions. There should be rulemaking that's happening. And so, you know, every week the Texas Hemp Show, Texas Hemp Reporter will be, be on the ground giving you the best information as it's coming to us. Um, always presenting you the, the best speakers here in the state. Um, again, really, go check out Total Happy Cows, Empirical, hempirical.com. Um, some great products there, some really exciting work there. And I have to say this last thing, just like human consumption, if we can get this CBD available for livestock, the the size of that market is unbelievably large. It's, it's, it dwarfs the, the human consumption market. And so that would be good for our farmers, for all of the different extractors around the country. Any lulls that have happened this last couple of years get, get canceled out immediately if we're able to, to push that advocacy forward. And I'm, I was going through the back of my mind now as we talked about events, and the Cannabis Collective has an event coming up June 2nd in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, and it is the 2nd, right? The 2nd. So June 2nd, Texas Cannabis Collective. Where's the venue? Do you know the venue? Uh, I believe it's uh, Deep Ellum Art Company, I believe his name. is 3200 Commerce Street. Starts at 6.30 p.m. 
Yeah, that'll be cool. And I know that uh, Eddie's sponsoring that from uh, Oak Cliff Cultivators. There's several uh, merchants that are uh, supporting that. So maybe uh, maybe we'll all go up there and check that out. You can check the events tab on the Texas Cannabis Collective Facebook page. And, la- and last plug here. So at the federal level, um, you can contact your congressman, your, your federal senator. Um, really need some support for the, the Hemp Access and Consumer Safety Act that would create a pathway for CBD as a dietary supplement would also really open up that inroad for for animals as well. Um, this is a huge bill sponsored by Ron Wyden out of Oregon, co-sponsored by Rand Paul out of Kentucky. A really good diversity of, of left and right on this issue. The time really has come that we need to, to press the FDA and USDA forward and, and see the hemp industry be everything they can be. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Podcast number 29. So that way it's in order. And uh, follow us on social media. Visit TexasHempReporter.com. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, stay positive. Stay stay engaged. It's stay hemp, engaged. It's, it's hemp time. Let's make this, this Hemp Texas go. Grow hemp. Grow Texas. Adios. Yeah.